Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here. Myself, Billy Lufang from London and Tyrell Refsum from Oslo, Norway are here to make a difference. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Hello, dear friends everywhere around the world. How are you today? Hope you are doing fantastic. Um, welcome back. Hello, Billy. Hi, Tyrell. Welcome back. And thank you for listening. If you're listening, and as I said last week, if you're not, I take that back. Take that back. We're trying to be funny already. It's not mm-hmm. working yet. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> it's early, but it's not too early to talk uh, like roots. I'm talking history <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah, um, today we're going to talk about con- something called constellations, right? The roots are history, family, um, ancestors, who we are, our place here, our place in the family. And the relevance of all of this that most people are very unaware of. And like we are living in the moment. It's good, it's good, it's good. But we're carrying so much stuff and we're living out stuff that is not ours to live out any longer. I feel like it's, a t- it's time to look at our roots and take, um, get some new perspectives on wh- what we are playing out mm-hmm. and what we want to continue and what we maybe need to forgive. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I could start with my my first introduction to this concept called uh, family constellations or constellations, it was through my husband, Hogan Hogwanningen, and I met him. And this was very much something that he did very powerfully. He identified himself as, you know, an expert. He didn't didn't call himself an expert, but I realized he was very quickly. So it was Bert Hellinger, I found out, that began this concept of family constellations. And it's about, it's connected to family, schools, institutions, and it basically sees everything as a system. And there are different points of order. And the first point is, you know, our sense of belonging, this social order and equilibrium. So when I met him, he didn't explain all of this. This was something I learned later, but When I met him, he said, you know, I had all these different personalities, apparently. I believe him because I saw them. And he laid out some squares on the floor, some pieces of A4 paper. And he got me to stand on these different pieces of paper and go through what I was feeling and what was coming forward. And what we discovered, I think it was about 12. There were 12 different characters. I call them characters now. And I use that concept as characters when I co-create with people. There are all these characters. And what I establish is most of them were very young, very kiddie. And they were sort of in front of the real me in a way. And I was really upset about that. So I tried to get them down to seven characters. I was trying to lump them up down to three. (laughs) Because my ego was totally challenged by this concept. I knew like I could sort of, as a Pisces float around and sort of integrate myself in different areas with different people and become different, become different in different scenarios. But this was quite an eye opener and quite shocking, actually. So the point being, that was the beginning for me of understanding all these different characters that we play out later. And I'm sure I know that you've got experience of this too, haven't you? Later, I got to see, he got to teach me about my place in my family, the fact that I was putting myself above my family, not knowing my place in the system. 
Not only did he take me through some very interesting experiences, because from eight years young, I already put myself above my mother, my sister, my father. I was putting myself above them. But what that was doing, it was creating a lot of inconsistent behavior. It was also trapping me in a very adolescent um, content, context of life. So I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to grow up. So having placed yourself as over your family, I see this a lot with clients, placing yourself more smarter than them, more adept than them, more interesting than them, sort of knocking them down energetically. It's actually really, really not so very good for your, your life because you end up carrying all elements of them without realizing it. You've had some experience. Oh, that's so uh, amazing. I feel like it has to be looked at because it affects our money, our business, our relationships, like everything. I always like, oh, I'm so developed. I'm so perfect. That's my like idea. And oh, my mom, she doesn't understand anything. Or they are old. And it's like, I was on top of the family. I knew best. Yeah. Just as you said, like above and I was like that that was it I thought that I had to be better and it's that was me and I struggled really hard with myself and to feel feminine to feel like a woman I was like why am I stuck in this childish girlish feeling Ugh, but I'm better and I don't want to I don't want help I want to manage everything on my own And I don't want to show myself weak. And I was in India, uh, this is like seven years ago, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I met this man, Swagito. He he also works with um, Family Constellation. He's from Germany. Mm -hmm. And he just pointed this out so clearly to me, like, I'm playing so smart. And I, and he said... And also his wife, Mira, she was also doing this stuff. And she was also teaching me this through painting. So we painted in jungles throughout Asia while doing family constellation workshops. It was amazing. And she said, you will never be a woman until you fully accept your mother. And that like, wow, hit me so hard because the parts of my mom I didn't accept. I refused them. I hated them. The more I hated my controlling side, the controlling side of my mom, the more controlling I got, the more like that I became. I couldn't rest in my feminine at all. I was trying so hard to be smart and best. And then she said it so clearly that I had to forgive my mom and love all of her, 100%. And in that moment, I felt such a relief because I was fighting feminine in my my whole system, the roots of me, way, way back, my grandmother and behind that. This is deep. Wow. Wow. And that, that's an important one, isn't it? Because it starts with our mothers. Yeah. It's, and, uh, yeah, I remember when I was eight, just saying to my mother, when I first got to really know her, moved in with her, I hate you. And I said it with such power. I saw her shake and stare at me and I could see she wanted to cry but then what happened I became my mother and it's that what you said without embracing so I hated her I moved into my home with my mother and sister and I I as an eight-year-old decided that they were stupid 
and that they couldn't take care of me and they didn't know what they were talking about and I was going to have to survive and get out of there as quick as possible. (laughs) And all that really happened was I became my mother. I also shut down my feelings. My mother was very masculine energy. She was a very feminine woman really, but she played masculinity. So then, like you said, we be. I became my mother and I didn't understand the concept. Excuse me, I'm just going to cough. I didn't understand the concept of forgiving. I didn't, I think what's important here to the listeners is this affects everything, mental health, emotional health, um, psychic health, finance, your relationships with other people, how you see yourself. It is so deeply rooted, not just mother and father, but it goes way down the ancestry line. And unfortunately, in our culture in the Western world, this understanding isn't brought forward for us. We are taught here in the West to almost override our parents. You know, the way people speak to their parents or speak about them, there's this total disrespect coming from both sides. And even elderly people, they're put in old people's homes. They're disregarded as not being important. You know, the the, the very nature of the Western culture is very disrespectful of our elders. And if you look around the world, in in more places than here, people respect their elders. They understand the wisdom of their elders. They get down. They get the storyline of the family of their history through the elders. And the West has kind of cut that away. So there we are, all independent and cons- all independent consumers, consuming life, feelings, sensations checking out the body, sex, rock and roll, money. We've become so superficial that then we go to psychotherapy or a psychologist using the brain to try and fix what the brain's created. And it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? And as you said, without understanding the deep rootedness. So for me, thank God for my husband who introduced me to this because I had no respect for my family. I had no understanding of my placement and I certainly had no understanding of its importance. Mm. Well, I remember I started to, when I first understood that I didn't respect my family, I had to start to forgive mm. and love. And it took some time actually to, it's like a work, you have to go in. And one of the greatest things about it is like this innocence suddenly comes up that you don't have to manage life perfectly well you're not you don't have to do things alone it's like alive or dead if the parents like they're there yes yes. (laughs) everybody it's like the the energy of them they don't have to be alive but um once i i put myself in my rightful place in the family actually at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) yeah the (laughs) the youngest one i felt such a relief and it started to open up my possibility to have real friends again mm. to, to connect with my man I, I I was so arrogant on top that I couldn't actually feel uh, I didn't feel safe mm. but it's it's so important when, when when you find your place it's like this um you are held and it's like we're trying to be so fucking hard and tough in this world and we are so tense and and that's the point where we should go to our mother and like, can you hold me? Yeah. 
energetically and just like ask and if we can do that with our mother we can do that with others like if we don't if we don't ask our parents for help how on earth can we really ask anybody for help because they are our first ones we should go to absolutely and can you tell them the story do you remember when we were co-creating and you were it was a business I think you you only had the the first business then and then we did some because you were saying um the other day it was it was quite interesting then we did some constellations didn't we I mean I didn't call it constellations then it was like get stand on the papers <laughs> do you remember can you share what you discovered there in terms of around the money do you remember oh we did that many times I love the papers you know yeah. I, I love how how we enter different states inside to uncover what we actually carry because uh, we we are going through our days everything is fast everything is quick we're busy we don't really notice what we're actually doing yeah which which parts we're playing out but when we're stepping on these papers it gets really clear if it's good or bad if it's like it's not good or bad but like if we want to carry on um and i remember i stepped on it and i could feel myself becoming my father at one in one paper and all his ideas about money that's what i was currently currently playing out on that point then i stepped on another paper that was my mother and i felt <laughs> completely different feeling about money and these two i was playing with that not my uh, my your money but theirs so i was in this fearful scared of not having don't want to have it but really wanted feeling insecure over controlling money using money to control wanting to um to, to to have it all and then i was stepping on another paper that was me and i could finally kind of feel into what is my actual um desire for money like what how does money work for me in my natural state like tiril not yeah. what i'm carrying then i could start to forgive and choose and let go of the parts that i didn't like but i wasn't aware of it it was just a whole mess and can i say for the listeners listening to tiril my you know i've known tiril a long time and we've co-created for a while but i want you to the people that are listening i would love you to just to understand this why it's so important to go into your heart to find out who you are and to access your intuition co-creating with Tyrrell has been one of the most incredible experiences for me because to be able to co-create with somebody who is so wanting to go deep to know the truth about who they are to not be one or two things but to be a multi-dimensional being when she stood on those papers now the papers by the way were just a representation of a timeline of people of spaces in constellations formally they may use little models they may use people in replacement of the family unit but tiro would not only stand on the paper and go in and embody the person the feeling but she would do it so fast and i would always check into the field and she would be in exactly the same field at the speed of lightning and this just shows you in terms of our universe 
our galaxy that there, there is a, a big pot and the truth is in there and it's all the same. It doesn't matter who is trying to experience it. As long as you clear out the personality self and you are seriously connected to your heartstrings, you will all feel the same in that room. But when it comes through a filtered personality or ego, this is where the confusion comes. And this is where we're, we're living out our day-to-day -day life in our ego, confusing everything. But Tyrrell's ability to tune in to things that cannot be seen on this planet was always remarkable to me. It was such a relief, like, oh, I get, we, she gets it. <laughs> so I, I'm just really, just want everyone to re realize this. They probably know you and they, they know many elements about you, but I, I don't believe the people really know Tyrrell's serious abilities. And um, they're pretty remarkable, just to say that, Tyrrell. That was a beautiful, long... <laughs> Race. How did you feel um, while I was saying it? Could you no, take? I'm very grateful because um, I play out um, this uh, perfect woman fixing everything, going on the street, look at my ice cream, <laughs> and <laughs> that's like mm, it's like five percent of me, you know. Yes. <laughs> and I, I long for uh, living more with the other stuff, you know, that I know inside that it's very invisible stuff, and I, I want to work with. It. I want to be it mm. um, but I feel a little bit strange in them because they are so quick and it's so invisible but that is what I love the most and that's why this this um, the, these fields that we surround us with interest me so much because they r run our lives <laughs> mm. and I knew if I'm gonna like shut down from them I'll be fucked you know mm. so my my I have such a motivation to un unveil like uh, unravel these things to like lift them up because yeah. I know the core and it's so beautiful and it's like a, it draws me <laughs> I have to go there <laughs> but on the way there I have to learn yeah. and it's a lot about human lessons it's very human even though I'm going into another field it's very human it's human feelings that I go into it's my grandma's stuff yeah it is the planet's fucked upness at some point yeah it's very re relevant for us it's not about the sky it's about the earth and it's totally transforming us absolutely Absolutely. And I, that, that makes me, as you were talking, feel about the fact that if we believe we are the only species, well, apart from the, animal, the other species in terms of animals, if we believe we are the highest species on the planet, mm -hmm. we are so very mistaken. <laughs> because an evolved species doesn't kill each other. They do not harm each other in thought or deed. They take care of each other. They want the best for each other. And if you look at what we as a species have created on this planet, thinking that we are the totality of this planet in our myopic worlds, then you can see why we are being required to make a huge transition at the individual level, at the individual level. When we look in the mirror at ourselves, that is where it begins. So there are people that go out there, change this, change this, march here, you know, you know, that's the thing. Great. But I will say, let's bring it back home. 
let's bring it back home. What are you doing with your family? What are you, how are you talking to your partner? How are you talking to yourself? How are you talking to your neighbors? How are you behaving inside your own very existence? Because that is having the biggest impact on the planet. That is having the biggest impact on the planet. So you will never impress me because you're marching here, doing this or saving the whales. Or the, that will never impress me. What will impress me is, is if you can turn one negative thought into a positive thought, if you can smile at somebody, even if they're raging at you, if you can feel love and compassion in the moment that somebody is being hateful, that is impressive because that shows me that you have become a powerful energy. Now, if you become a powerful energy in the totality of your sovereignty inside, this indicates that you already are having a massive effective change on our planet. It is from there it begins. This is why I love co-creating. I love co-creating with these amazing women around the world because for me, it looks like, oh, I'm just here co-creating with one. I explained to them this week. What you are about to do, ladies, and what you are actually doing on the planet has such a massive impact because you have taken it home to yourself. You have transformed your inner world. That's the hardest thing you will ever do, knowing yourself. And like Tyrrell was saying, you know, this it's about, it's all, it's the whole connection. Everything is connected. If we don't know who we are, we don't know how to behave. We don't know how to speak. We don't give a damn about our ancestors. We don't remember them because they're long dead and, and buried, you know. We just sort of bring them forward when we remember a nice quote or something. So it's really about, for me, I'm very passionate about this, as you can hear. I get very like, it starts with you. And if you're listening to this, that is the most powerful thing you can do is to transform hate to love, confusion to clarity, separation to unity. It starts with you. And being a person who was living the extreme of that, I know how painful it is, but I know that it's possible to get back home. So that hate, like many people hate their parents. They're really like, they play nice, but they really, oh, I hate them. Like, ugh, really like, ugh. If, if, and if they even have like a picture in the living room of them, they were like, ugh. How to go from there, from like not standing the parents <laughs> to, to, to find, you don't have to like be with them a lot, but just find that uh, grace for them. The, um, the, the, you know, they, without them, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. The respect. As a person that hated, I hated my mother from the age of eight with the greatest passion. I was also taught to not like my mother by my gran. So this gran that I love and adored and she was my martyr, she wasn't such a nice person at her personality level. She did teach me, she told me very horrible things about my mother from a very young age, about six I, w I carried that hate from eight. When I said, I hate you, I meant every word of it. Now, when we look back, whether it's past, past lives and, um, you know, I used to teach the Akashic registers. When we look back in the past, that's also connected to this concept of constellations. We have a lot of past stories with our family. The problem is the more you hate anyone, be it your mother, your father, your sister, your neighbor, the more you will become them because it's about energy representation. When I'm using the force of hate on someone, firstly, that's internalized in me. So I start to hate me, 
without realizing it, thinking that I'm transmissioning hate, they're signaling hate back. So hate becomes our reality. And also it starts with you. Most people hate themselves. I certainly did. I don't know if hate was a strong enough word, but I didn't like me. Didn't even like looking in the mirror at myself. I was a hateful person to myself. So then how could I not hate? And I signaled hate and I blame my mother for every sadness in my life. But that wasn't the truth. <laughs> and it was a very long journey. You know, if you're listening, don't wait too long to forgive because you are suffering. It is a miserable existence for you when your mother or father or sister or brother is mentioned and you just dip into this, oh, I can't stand them. I don't like them. That's your miserable existence. Start loving you, forgiving you firstly, and then tolerating at least. And as Till said, we don't have to hang around with them all day. We don't have to sit at the table. You don't have to force yourself into situations, but you can love everybody. As I say, you can don't have to like everybody, but you can love everybody at a great distance, but you are hating on you. You are hating on you. If you hate anyone in your life, you are hating on you. And hate is a very powerful, intense emotion, but it can be eradicated with love. Wow. Oh, so deep. And so like, so these roots and start to kind of investigate back because... Oh, I moved away from my parents. They live around the, like another side of the globe, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we try to move away and we, we don't really feel it, but it's like, it's like, it can be behind there. So it's like very important to start to, to, to look at it and check if there are any resistance towards the roots. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen and I've experienced all of it, the worst of it, the greatness of it, all of it. You can imagine <laughs> I spent most of my five decades in the depth of figuring out who I am as a human being, not always consciously. But like Tyrrell said earlier, no matter if they're on the other side of the globe, if they live in next door, if they're at the end of your garden, the energy signal to them is also affecting your entire planet. So you're recycling and talking about peace on the planet and loving the animals and being all kind. And then you've got your mother or grandmother at the end of the garden who you are hating on because she's this, she's that, she's this, she's that. She is the root of how you got here. So you are hating on your root. Again, people have personalities and we're not going to get on with all of those personalities and that is not the job. The job is to see past that, to feel past that and love them in whatever stage they're at. It doesn't mean that you have to hang around with them. Some people are so disturbed psychologically and emotionally. So I found my mother to be so disturbed. She was hated herself so much. She lived in so much shame. I couldn't even touch her. As a grown woman in my 20s, when I went to visit her, we would do this kind of fake hug. I would just sort of tap her on the shoulder, but I could not bring my physical body to touch her heart. I couldn't do the real hug because I hated her. 
She she I felt repulsion at touching her. That's how strong I felt about my mother. But again, like I said, it's the same feeling I had towards myself. I could have no real connection to me if I rejected everything about my mother. So along, I don't know if I answered the question there too, but you know, along the journey of life, it's really important that you remember this, regardless of what they've done to you, what they haven't done to you, they bought you here. Without them, you are not here. You have a place in the system. And I say to people, could it be that your place in the system is to uncreate all the things they created, which were not so great for them or the planet? Mm -hmm. Is it possibly your job to do what they could not do? Is it, possibly the, is it possible for you to understand that you're standing on their shoulders because they came before you so you can make it better because they were not able to? Is it possible that as a soul, they were simply showing you how not to be? Is it possible? Yeah, because th this is so, so important. First, to, to discover like what is real, like okay, what am I playing out? Am I being my mother? And what is my mom and what is my dad? What can I let go of? What do I want to keep? Like map out uh, the, what we live in. Just check like, okay, this is, a, this is a pattern that my mom thought she had to be, but I don't longer have to, to hold that. I don't have to be that any longer, but I set it free and I give it back. I also did this. I gave, gave a lot of things back to my mom energetically, like this is yours. Yeah. I love you. I, I'm so grateful for you. And this, is, this pain is yours to deal with. And I set myself free from that. Like to sort out, because I put on a lot of my mom's pain. We yeah. were so close. I, I carried her feelings and she carried her mother's feelings. And it was all a big mess. Nobody was dealing with their own shit, you know. Mm -hmm. So I felt, I felt a lot of the same feelings as my mom for a long, long time. And she was feeling my feelings, her mother's feelings. Yeah. So I, was, I wanted to clear out. So what is mine and what can I let go of? What do I want to bring into the future? And I want to touch on this because many, 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 many people are living like their parents yeah. coping our parents yeah. we're doing it without even knowing it we are not doing exactly physically the same but we are behaving internally following exactly how they are what do you think about that oh my god i lived i, I well first thing i'd say to people listening the first thing you can do practically is what i get my clients to do is take a piece of paper put a line down the middle write down all the things you don't like about mother And on the other side of the line, write down all the things you like about her, all the positive characteristics. And then do the same for dad, because that's who we come through, mum and dad, right? And then take a really good look. Take a really good look at that. And then see, from that, you will see who you are. You will see who you've become. Now, playing out, it's exactly what I did. I became my mother. So my mother said, all men are evil, they're liars, they're cheats. So off I went into the world, 14 and a half, and attracted liars, cheats, not evil so much, but I was beaten, I was, all kinds of things happened. I chose those people and I was like, okay, this is how men are, this is how it is. But something inside me said no. So my mother's deep need to be loved, a deep sorrow and shame about 
not feeling worthy of love, I carried out in a very different way. So I would enter relationships, get addicted to love, but I was never really going to commit to anybody because I believed all men are horrible because that's what I was taught. So I played out my gran that taught me that. Then I played out my mom. So I was playing out my mom being totally irresponsible, doing what I want, running around the world. But if you had said to me, oh, you're like your mother, I would have like argued for 10 hours. I wouldn't know what you were talking about. What are you talking about? I'm like my mother. I travel the world. I do this. I take care of people. All she did was give her power away her whole life. And that's what I was doing. And one day I looked in the mirror and I saw my mum. I had these colored boots on. It was like I saw her. Well, I saw my mum for the first time in the way she was dressed. And there I was in the mirror looking exactly like her, except I was brown. She was white. And it was in that moment that I understood the power of I had to I had to stop this. I was continuing something that wasn't me. Like you said, Tyrrell, when you stood on your mum and dad's energy of money, I saw, oh, my God. What am I doing? Not only that, what I didn't know, and my husband tells me to this day, you're being your father. Because I didn't have a father who was present, I was looking for him in very different ways. So I was sexually manipulating men in the way that my father sexually manipulated women. And what I mean by that is just using our sexuality to entice people to come and love us, supposedly. So there I was playing out these two characters. Apparently, one of them I hated, the other one I didn't know. And that was really around 38. That was the beginning of understanding, 36, 30, about 38, actually. Oh, my gosh, look what I'm doing. But again, I didn't have books. I, didn't, I just had this sort of sense of, you're living a lie, Billy Lufang. This is a lie. So anyone that's listening, if you think, if what, however you've described your mother or father on that, on that paper, those characteristics, you're playing them out. I can guarantee you 99.99% you are playing every one of those statements on that paper out. You have become them. Now, if you get on with mother and father and everything feels peaceful, still do the same thing. Because it doesn't matter to what degree you're playing them out, but it's important to find, you know, your list, then do a list for you and see who you are, what you like about you, what you don't. Again, it's integrated. It goes back generations. We can be carrying, I have seen people carrying things, myself included, from my grandfather. We carry, whether it's greatness, success, shame, self-loathing, um, over-elated egos. We, we carry these things way down the line. I've seen in clients, whether it's readings, Akashic fields, whatever it is, success to mastery, I've seen the way they carry these elements and they look very subtle and you start to decide, no, 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 this is me. If you were to describe yourself, you'd say, oh, I'm very successful. I love animals. I care for the world. But actually when you dig deep there, very few of those elements of the character of the personality of people are their own. I remember until said to you, she had to stand on the paper and figure out how did she feel about money? How did she feel about money? And she found her truth feeling about money. And then you go out into the world and everybody's negating that and saying, oh, don't be stupid. Money isn't everywhere. You can't just generate more money. Well, let me tell you something about money. You are money. You are actually money. And 
if you have no emotional stability and balance, you will not be able, you can get money, but you will not be able to hold money and you will not be able to build money. That's how it is. That's the core of it. So it doesn't matter how many vision boards you've got around, how many times you say your affirmations on money, it is at the core. And I get so oh, impatient by people selling all these superficial concepts because nobody wants to go deep. Because to go deep takes a great courage and it's painful and you will meet your shadow and you will meet your darkness. But on the other side of that, you're free. I would encourage everybody even just to feel about for a moment what it could be like to be free. Really. Sorry, I'm doing my uh, hallelujah sister again. I want to say like hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, amen. <laughs> Amen. Get an amen. Go to the core. <laughs> Cry, scream, hit the pillows, look yourself into the mirror. <laughs> that can be really painful. But oh, yeah. yeah. And, and also, what pops up when you talk is like this loyalty to our parents, like this hidden uh, loyalty, like to either parent or both, to carry on unconscious patterns. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I see this so many of, of my friends and like <laughs> everywhere, like we are trying to please them in some way to do, to be like them as well. Yeah. This, this loyalty to carry their stuff. Yeah. And what I've discovered. Responsibility for them. Yeah. Right? I've discovered that's the last thing they want, Tyrrell, at a soul level. That's the last thing they want for you. They don't want you to get married and fuck that up and, be angry at the world and get ill. They don't want you really to do that. They want you to, to know who you are. I've got a question for you. It might be diverting a bit, but I tend to do that anyway. You know, when you talked about that wonderful experience in India and you were painting in the jungle and doing constellations, how would your life, who would you have become had you stayed living there in India and maybe painting and you know, open to your massive intuition and ability. Who, if you imagine another life being formed, who would you have become? Who would oh, you? Oh, that become? sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm going by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm playing that out at some part in me. That is a dream. That is a reality. That is active. Uh, I chose to to start a family. That's my highest dream, yeah. to to be this human, uh, to to live in this family here and to build. Yeah, have this uh, this side of me. And just when we're talking, I can just see her. She's wild. She's she's living on like this land. Everything is flowing and painting on huge white canvases colors everywhere she doesn't care about time that much she's like she's not living in time she's just creating she's very relaxed i can just feel into her she's amazing but she's also here she's inside of me wow wow yeah and she's probably the colors and the the beauty in oslo raw you know i i need to be wild creative and intuitive to yeah. survive in this life because that is such a vital part and you know where it come from comes from yeah my mom is so sh vibrant alive my grandmother is so playful and wild you know 
Yeah. My spirit is very wild as well. So it's like a nice mix. Yeah. But the more I, re- I reflect on my, the qualities of my mom and my grandmother, yeah. I'm like, wow, they are wild. Like they are, they are alive, you know, this, you know, this just shining through my mom's eyes. She's so like, pow, she's so positive and enthusiastic and vibrant. And the more I look at that, the more happy I become, the more vibrant I become. It's like, she is my start. Oh, that's so beautiful. She's all, I thought you were going to say star there. I've met your mom. She is is so vibrant and awake and energy. Like, you know, in her presence, she looks like, she looks like a 16 year old girl. Like, okay, tell me more. She's open (laughs) to learning, to seeing, to, she looks so interested in everything. Yes, she is. And she, yeah, she's, and the more I focus on that, I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. Mm. And you know what? I feel more beautiful. Mm. That's like a direct link. Yeah. I'm just, I remember my, my teacher, my, the Mira, the painter, she told me, you can only be as beautiful as you see your mom. Wow, that's amazing. That is so beautiful. Because I was just thinking, you know, I, I remember as a kid, my mom, I would just felt embarrassed by her. She was drinking she had no inner inhibitions right (laughs) and as a kid I felt quite conservative and shy and a bit bit strict really like a miserable old like my gran I was just like my gran I was like a mini old lady and I looked at my mother and I judged her and she was also always colorful and chatty and she talked to everybody and she made jokes and I was really pissed and angry because I felt like she was a miserable mother And she was really horrible to me. This was a feeling as a kid. And I just hated her. And yet everybody loved her. And it really upset me because I couldn't understand why she was loved. I felt like, nope, she's lying. This is two lives. But what was interesting, everything I judged about her, her freedom, she talked about sex openly. She was just gregarious. She was always laughing and smiling. I became her. So that was that moment in the mirror. Once I was like, I'd become a part of her that wasn't very healthy. Then I allowed myself to become me, which just happened to be, I've always been kind of, I became giggly and laughing because I did see that what my mom was really saying to the world was just lighten up, just Mm. fucking lighten the fuck up. Everybody's taking everything so seriously here. Lighten up. And she would even shamefully for me at 17, 20, I'd bring a friend to meet her and she would laugh at me all the time because I was like this mini intellectual and she didn't read or write very well. So she was just natural. She was from farm life. She was raised on a farm. She was raised in hardship. Everything was about great. I'm alive today. Let's keep going. And I believe, like you said, when you integrate and you accept the beauty of your mother without even knowing it, you've forgiven her and you love her. You know, now my mother is my master teacher. She has been for for many years. She's not here anymore, but she is my master teacher. She's physically not here. I've become so many elements of her. And it's the elements, those are the best elements of her, are the best parts of me. And my father who was more grounded, um, the best elements I imagine his were, he liked beautiful things, 
He liked to look nice. You know, he was quite vain. <laughs> I got that too. But he was a more grounding, quiet source. And I believe these abilities come from both of them. The, the abilities to be in tune, interested, I believe the depth of paganism in Ireland, where my mother's from, northern um, south of Ireland she was born in, paganism, the roots of the land. And then my father's side, the African, the African part, you know, the Africans are very deeply worldly in the knowledge of their land and their inner, inner wisdoms and other worlds. So we can take on all of these beautiful things, as you said, from our parents so it's once we start to self-love and accept and stop hurting each other and hurting ourselves, we see so much beauty in ourselves and we become these incredible beings and everything is a bonus. It's a bonus. And from there, we can build healthy relationships, healthy family. It's like we, we need to stop the chain. We have to stop the fast train that's going so fast. And we, are just, we just carry on and these things that our parents carried without checking if we want to give them to our children. Absolutely. Take, just stop it, the chain, and say, hmm. Mm. Mm. Forgive and accept and let go and just clean up. Just make a fresh start. Take the best you want or nothing. You choose. Absolutely. But, but I'm, I'm very interested in this because of my daughter and I'm seeing myself becoming my mom sometimes yeah. in the family. You know, I'm, I'm very, very like doing everything, fixing everything, all, never sitting still, not talking um, my truth, you know, uh, not speaking up, um, just like playing really, really happy all the time. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe that's not the good spot side from my parents because I can see they are not communicating bless them I love you but you know they are not always communicating very well I feel yeah and I kind of they are my teachers you know I I, I they're my role models I look to them I look always to them from I was in the womb <laughs> they I I cope with them and like uh-uh I don't want to copy them I love them but I don't want to do the same again mm. and just stop and just, mm, because I have now a chance to be myself and to, to start something new with my daughter. Absolutely. Do you think I, you know, if, if most humans in the West are living through their minds, then we become kind of lazy, don't we? And I feel like what you were just saying, you know, in that repetition, Paul, pops in and you're doing the same and you see your, you see yourself being your mum or your dad it's a bit like just being lazy it's a bit like me just oh I just accept like this is it and I'll just leave it but when we're operating from our heart we tend to want more for ourselves want more for our lives want more for our children and we we allow we want to allow people to be who they are I have a bonus son Henry bonus son we that term came up I'm a bonus mum he's a <laughs> bonus mum and I met him when I was 10 and I saw all of the dysfunction which was causing his rage very quickly and my main aim from my heart was to have peace that him and his father would have peace so I just did what nobody was doing which was talk to him listen to him feel him 
from his perspective now that was you could say that's easy for me as an outsider most of my life in partnerships and my another partner had two children I was always very focused on the health and the love of the children because I could see having my own perspective as being a child and having an adult perspective of what was going on with the adults around them how confused the kids were it was very important for me to allow the children to have a voice and my feeling is unfortunately when you have a lazy brain and the kids are going along and you're busy dictating to them and you know best and you know best the children get enraged they don't have a voice they don't know what's going on they don't fit in you're looking at parents as you did as I did telling you one thing and doing another it's all very confusing and for your child I know you know I've known Molly since she was in the womb she has a very her own personality her own way of doing things and you are her guardian as a mother you are the guardian but she is not a property as you well know you know and a lot of the times humans with children act like the children are their property and they have this ownership they have a guardianship towards these little souls that is what they have a guardianship and um, again if we can understand for ourselves what we want to leave behind and forgive and let go of and who we really want to become as people as an evolved species as well let's forget our little myopic world world let's talk about you you know unity at a whole level if we become an evolved species we stop hurting ourselves and each other then our children don't need to do that Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Wow. It's so important. And you too. Well, let me ask about, you know, what, what do you, how do you feel? You have a new little Molly there. She's only four months, isn't she? Four and a half months now. Now she's five. Hmm. Now she's five now. Can you feel the separation between who she is and who you are and that connected part, how is that to be a, a mother of a five-year-old baby? She has always been her own. I was surprised in the beginning as well how individual mm. she was. I, I, thought, I, th- I thought it would be like this symbiotic, this mm. one. I feel that at some level, but she's very, very on her own way. Mm. And the more that and and when you say the guardian like that feels so right to just like be there for her listen to her make a space for her Mm. that is my best job Mm. because um, she has her own voice if I'm trying to be like to mold with her too much and to to direct and to organize who she is um (laughs) She's screaming. And the more I kind of let go of that and just make space for it and be very firm, um, she feels relaxed and safe. And she sleeps really, really well when I go into that. Mm. I have to watch it all the time, my own energy. But you're an amazing human being, Tyrell. I have, as I said, never met a human being on this planet yet. I'm sure you're out there. Who, want, who goes to such depths of their soul to be the best human possible. You, you are, I want to cry. Oh, I just feel I'm all welling up. Oh, I just feel, you know, 
yeah, this overwhelming feeling here comes from just the utmost respect at um, your ability to to care enough about what it means to be a just just the best human possible, you know, just the best human, an evolved human. There's the word. You are aware of the bullshit, your personality stuff, your old stuff, your crap stuff, but you move towards forgiving and loving and learning. And surely that is, that is to live the most magical life. That is to understand all the pains as treasures in a way, you know, to understand that there are no problems. They're just opportunities to grow. You are remarkable. You're 28 years young. And I've known you since about 20. You're a remarkable being. And now you brought a baby into this world, little Molly Moo. I mean, I'm just like, I'm not saying you do it all alone. We don't, we don't do anything alone, do we? We have our partners, our friends, our people. Our, we, we have this network, even if it's a visible network or an invisible network, without me being able to co-create with these amazing humans like you, I wouldn't get to know the extent of who I am or who I'm not. So, you know, we're in this pot together, guys. We're in this pot together. (laughs) And there is, if we can, instead of knocking each other down, but we can look to each other to say, wow, that aspect of them is really cool. I'd like to animate that. Oh, that aspect of them, that doesn't resonate. I'll leave that behind. Instead of just picking on each other and judging each other or thinking, oh, she's trying to be a guru here. He's trying to be. No, 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 no. Just look around the world and find the greatest examples. And Tyrrell, for me, is one of the greatest examples. Find the greatest examples of people that are bothering to make the change. Because as you said, and I know, to go to our deepest, darkest fucking places in hell is what we will try to avoid our entire life. But if we are here to truly grow, we have to go take a look. Otherwise, we're living it anyway, aren't we? So you're amazing. Oh, that was such a beautiful praise again. Um, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you're you. You're amazing. <laughs> One of the best things uh, that I feel I'm happy that I'm open for is the truth. It can be so tough. Mm-hmm. and you tell me the truth mm. and I love it oh, I, w- I want to finish up now and to inspire people to tell the truth talk to your mom and dad and tell the truth yeah don't be scared we, we are always so nice we're always so pleasing and I know that you love me Billy and you tell me the truth and it hurts sometimes my ego so bad <laughs> You know, but that's, that's such an amazing part of you. you. never bullshit. And that is a quality I see, I see rarely. And I love it. It's so refreshing. And it's like, it's what, I, it's, it's what we need. No bullshit. Straight talk. Honesty. Truth. We are bullshitting ourselves so much. We are smiling to our mom when we actually want to say, stop it. Enough. And... If we can tell the truth, as you always do, with intention of love, mm. we cannot fail. And I, that's why I feel I, I always ask you for help through all these years, because I know you tell the truth and you make me grow so fucking fast. You know, I save years <laughs> because of, of your commitment to speak the truth, which is immensely powerful. So that's, you can also, listeners, you can look for that in people, the truth. 
look for people telling the truth and be thankful for it, even though it can hurt. Absolutely. So we'll finish there. And I'll just say, you know, the truth really does set you free. And yeah, and talk to chat with your uh, family, even if they're not here. Mm. And tell the truth. And maybe that will set you free. Set yourself free. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Raw and Real. We hope that you will be tuning in next week. Same time, same place.